0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 150 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan.
1: Hey, Sarah. How's it hanging?
0: 150, dude.
1: I know. It's crazy. I think that's a our... lot of us talking.
0: It is. And that does not count, <laughs> as you know, dear listeners. It doesn't count our extra interviews, our random bonuses.
1: Yeah, our more than moms um, that we've been doing so many of lately. Like, that's all extra.
0: Yeah. So I feel like for our fiftieth and our one hundredth, we had very carefully planned out celebratory <laughs> episodes. And today's we're kind basically of
1: a normal- we're <laughs> basically like the like the experienced veteran moms of the podcasting world right. now because we're, we're like, like oh, eh, whatever one fifty yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a
0: milestone Is it? <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, this is interesting. We had talked about doing another listener questions episode. We we sometimes do those in pairs, and we did that last week. Um. But I was reviewing a bunch of emails from our listeners and comments in our listener survey, and people are wanting to know a little more about you, Megan, because you, they are. So you have been going through a divorce, went through a divorce in the last year and a half. You've talked about it on the podcast, you know, here and there. We've done uh, at least one episode kind of devoted to that in when it was first happening. Um, But people really are curious, kind of like what, what single mom life is like, what divorced mom life is like, how you're doing. So that's actually going to be the listener question. The listener question Yeah, we actually
1: did get a listener question specifically about that just in the last week so yeah
0: and we got we've gotten several so rather than read one particular listener's question we're just going to check in with Megan's um single mom life divorced mom life post-divorce second act all those things so Megan you feel kind of ready I'm going to be the interviewer
1: I'm pretty ready I got a big glass of wine for this one
0: yeah that's I think that's appropriate (laughs) yeah we are recording this on a friday early evening for the record it's not like tuesday it's not
1: tuesday at 11 a.m or anything like that
0: so if you guys are new listeners um and this is all new info to you um episode 104 was one of our most popular um and it was about it was kind of megan when you were first going through this and taking care of yourself yeah and
1: actually i want to say it had been in progress for months yes. but like it was my first kind of coming out it was a lot of going people public. I knew yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people even i knew in real life didn't know yes. and so it was much it was i was in a fairly raw place yeah. i would say um and it was what like last spring
0: i think it was almost exactly a year ago
1: oh right cuz like 50 episodes yeah. ago almost yeah yeah so interesting to kind of do a year after absolutely. check in absolutely absolutely yeah. That's from our dot com code momour. Okay, this. Megan, um, you're just going to interview me, right? I don't. Have I to am. Like, okay, you just good. have
0: to answer my questions. So okay, let's, let's <laughs> first, real quick, assume that new listeners are coming in midstream. Do you just want to kind of place yeah. this in time and space? Like, I'm not saying why, you know,
1: what happened to your marriage. I just
0: mean like how, like, wh- when did this all start, and how long has it been going on?
1: Um. Yeah. So. Um, my ex and I were married for almost 20 years, like 19 years, and separated um, un- informally in September of 2016. Okay. Um, more formally, I guess I would say around the holidays of that yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And then he actually did not move out of the house until October. So when I had of the, following, the, of of the following year, yeah, so you'd... like when I did the episode last year, we were still sharing a space. We were sharing a house. Yeah. And I was, um, I had a little space um, downtown, like a little office space that I kind of used as a studio apartment that I would stay in, you know, as much as I could when he was at the kids and we just kind of made it work as well as we could, but things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. A lot, a lot.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get into that, but let's, let's just make, just, Talk about this a little bit more. So the kids stayed in the house because I think people are curious. Ooh, yeah. About this. So the kids and stayed in the house. And you guys tried to rotate.
1: Yep. For like a year. We did it for yeah. We did it for a year. Yeah. Um, I would say I was kind of over it by like June of <laughs> last mm-hmm. year. It had a lot of really great benefits. Um, honestly, there's times when I know my life would be a lot simpler if we were still doing that, but. It just wasn't ideal coming and going. I didn't feel settled anywhere, yeah. and I didn't feel like the house was mine. It just felt like I really felt like I was in suspended animation. Like I didn't have people over. I realized mm-hmm. in, and we talked about this a little bit on the show. Like I realized in October when he moved out this year, around the holidays, I, it had been a year since I'd had anyone over mm-hmm. at all. I had stopped going into certain areas of the house. Like I didn't really leave my bedroom or the kitchen. I just kind of went back and forth between those two bedroom or those two rooms. I just it just didn't feel like my house. So, um, I think there's, there's people who can make it work a lot longer. I think if our house had been laid out a little bit more Mm -hmm. differently, it might've worked better. Um, there wasn't really extra space for any privacy, but on the flip side, like on the good side, I think it was, I don't know. It was nice. Like it's fine. Had we had, had, you know, two homes, that's, that's fine too. And people make it work and kids are resilient. I know it's such a cliche, but they are, um, But I'm just glad that that wasn't part of it, because I will say that when we told them we were divorcing, the kids, just like all the experts say, their first concern was, how does this affect me? I mean, really, Mm -hmm. do I have to move out? Will I still go to the same school? Does this affect my friendships? And that kind of thing. And I think... For a long time, we were able to kind of hit pause and not have it affect them. in Yeah, that kind so of way. just yeah. yeah,
0: delayed delayed any sudden moves yeah. or shuffling for them. Yeah, but and you then, ended up you know, shuffling
1: a lot. <laughs> we yes, we ended up taking the brunt of that. And now the kids are with me half time and with him half time, and they're in his home half time. And and they've done really well with that. Like, there's been a little bit of resistance. He lives about 25 minutes away. Um, so often. You know especially the older kids they have stuff going on and they don't want to go mm-hmm. 25 minutes away and we've managed to work that out pretty well like he knows like i kind of have an open door policy as long as i'm here and don't i'm not having like a party or something which i haven't done right um any of the kids are welcome to stay here if it works out better for them because they have a sleepover or like work you know isaac right. has a job or like william He's 14 now. So he has a lot of kind of independent friend situations going mm-hmm. on where he can kind of get himself to his friends' houses and doesn't need um, a lot of our input. So it's totally cool with me if, if they end up here more often. Um So all that is just to say, like, it is a 50-50 arrangement, but it doesn't quite look like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it looks, I don't know, it looks a little more flexible than that. You hear my cat playing with a plastic bag in the background no I can't hear it at all my cat did I talk about her during that episode too I should talk about I, my cat yeah talk about her this so it's all about you it is all about me So it's a little uncomfortable but I my whole I love cats and John was allergic to cats we never had a cat he just he really doesn't like cats either um and so last around this time last year maybe a little longer ago like it might have well I actually I think it was almost exactly this time last year we on the radio station and and if people are new, they don't maybe know that I'm a radio morning show co-host. Mm-hmm. My face is on a van. Um <laughs> we have a thing called Furry Friends Friday, where like local animal shelters bring in animals and we try to get them adopted. And they brought in this scrawny, like mangy looking cat who was such a lover, just like all over me. And I couldn't stop thinking about this cat. I just wanted this cat so badly. And so like three days later I went and got her. Um, and brought her home and it was awesome like I I just love this cat so much she's a pain because she's I think has an attachment disorder and needs a lot of attention and love but it was like exactly what I needed like exactly at that time yeah um and I think the kids love it too like the kids love this cat Owen will text me during the day and ask me to send him pictures of kitty (laughs) so So I'm sending him I'm like texting him he's at dad's right now I'm texting him pictures of the cat so Um, cute and he told me that the cat is the best thing this ever happened to our family i remember I you saying that hilarious. That is so cute so um, anyway that's a total aside but i have a cat now never had a cat before no my I, entire adult life um yeah so i, love I don't know it. i feel like i'm off i feel like no, i'm getting off topic
0: i'll keep i'll keep you i'll bring you back okay. um actually the way i was gonna kind of move through this is you remember a million years ago when we had a blog um called I the happiest do. home. Mm-hmm. And it had five sections and we would write about things in the five sections. And I sometimes come back to those five things because they're just kind of a simple way to think about like what's going on in your yeah. life. So one is mm-hmm. home, one is kids and family, one is work and passions, one is the kitchen, and one is mom's life, which is, you know, kind of our own internal stuff. Yeah. So uh, that was actually how I was gonna
1: I kind of forgot that. Actually, Sarah you came up jug. with it. I but did, I, but I forgot I'm the it one existed. who likes
0: categories. and right. Like fitting things into boxes.
1: <laughs> I just needed so, it so that I could like um, have a fancy little banner at the top of the Right. You, you the... just want
0: to blog categories. Right, exactly. um, no. So I, that's kind of how I was going to move through this. And actually, I was going to start with home. And you've kind of answered my question anyway. But maybe we can talk a little more about what's next on the home front yeah. for you. Um, yes. Because so you stayed... To, you stayed in the same home um, yes. for a year and a half through this, and you are about to move to a new home.
1: I am. Um, and honestly, that was like a, a kind of a knee-jerk decision that took me a year and a half to make. It's like mm-hmm. one of those overnight, like, you know, they call it overnight success, but it really isn't right. overnight. This is something I was mulling on for a very long time. Do I want to stay in this house or do I want to move? And, um, and you are renting. Re- and I'm renting, so mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to to leave, um, which I'm sure changed things. But I also like the house and I like not moving Mm -hmm. right nobody wants to move if they don't have to but um, I had the lease came up like and the landlord was going to raise the rent and I had some issues with that Um, I had some issues with some things in the house that I felt needed to be updated I've lived here for five years Um, I didn't really feel like the rent was justified. And then at the same time, I just happened, I live in a very tight rental market Mm -hmm. and I just happened to look and see what was out there. And there were like four or five houses that looked interesting. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I realized how much a house of this size had been getting away from me. Like it's a big house. It's about, you know, it's not a ginormous mansion, but it's probably 27 to 2800 square feet and five bedrooms, Mm -hmm. which I don't technically need. Plus um, well, a basement right and They're a not, basement do they count basements in square no footage? it's yeah. not like a finished basement but it's yeah. a nice you know dry basement you can keep stuff in um and so it's just a lot of house and there were rooms like I wasn't getting into to clean and they were it was becoming very overwhelming I've been working like a mad person we could talk about that I'm sure that falls under a different category yes. but I've been working a lot over <laughs> yeah. the last like eight to nine months and I just was like starting to lose my grip on this yep. house right so I went and looked at a couple different places and one of them, it just worked out that like the owner of the house um had used to work at the middle school. So she knows Jenna, my sister in law, really well. So we had that rapport, and then my sister-in-law was like, She's fantastic. She just seemed like somebody who would really like be super flexible and work mm-hmm. with me on stuff, which I thought was really nice. Like it's just nice to have that kind of yeah. relationship. Um, she lives like two blocks away, so she's more invested. She's not like a absentee landlord. Yeah. Um and it just, I don't know, it's it's kind of funny because out of the pictures of the house. Like this was my least favorite. I went and looked at other houses that I liked the pictures better. And I thought I would like the house better. And, but when I walked into this one, it just felt good. Like it nice. felt like a good, Yeah. and it's going to save me like 600 bucks a month. Nice. So that's great too. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, a, that's such a huge, like life changing thing for me, mm-hmm. um, that I just kind of went for it. Like I pulled the trigger in like two days, just was like, yep, I like it. Let's do it. The kids are super excited, which is funny because in every, um, subjective way. No, sorry, objective way. Mm -hmm. I always mix those words up. In every objective way, the house I currently live in is superior. It's Mm -hmm. nicer. It's bigger. It's it just, you know, nicer and bigger. It has Mm -hmm. like beautiful woodwork and like Mm -hmm. things that I really, really like about it. But I'm so excited to move and the kids are so excited to move. They really are looking forward to it. I thought there'd be more resistance and they're just well, there's, there's been none. There's,
0: there's probably a, a really g- good fresh start element in there. And yeah. for all the reasons you talked about why you stayed, you, there's so many benefits to just like having a place that's yours. Yes, from the beginning. you're right. You're yeah. right. And, and I mean, and for them too, I think probably. Yeah, no,
1: I totally agree. I think, you know, the fact that dad moved out and I didn't go maybe makes things a little, I don't know, not confusing. I mean, they know what's going on, but just, it's just I, I don't know. There's a feeling to it. And once I knew I was going to leave, I just, this relief was just like, I didn't even realize how much I'm holding on to in this house mm-hmm. until I knew that I was out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, I, I look around there's things about this house. I just love, I love the way my bedroom is laid out. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's like, feels like two rooms. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like there's things about this house. I absolutely love that I will miss, but probably not that much and not yeah. for very long. And I'm so looking forward to having my life streamlined Mm-hmm. To where like Clara's bedroom will be right across the hall from mine. She's excited about that because she mm-hmm. thinks we're gonna be roommates when she goes <laughs> to college. I haven't told you about that yet. We talked about that <laughs> yesterday. She thinks we're gonna live in a big city and be roommates, which I think is hysterical. That's um really cute. And very cute. And the boys have like their own space at the back of the house. But it's gonna be small. Like we're mm. going, it's less than half the size of my current house. Wow. So yeah. And I've never done a big move like this by myself. Yep. So but, you know, like little glimmers of there's always like those little glimmers of optimism out there. The landlady texted me the other day and was like, hey, um, I'm just going to give you the the washing machine if you want it. It's brand new. And the current tenant will sell you her like less than year old um, dryer for 150 bucks if you want it. And wow, I have a washer and dryer, but I don't know how to get them out of the basement. Right. So just to be like, OK, yes, absolutely. Yes. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like a random friend from high school that I haven't talked to much like we just kind of chat every now and then but it's like totally random offered to come help me move i was like okay like there's always those little things out there um and they're just kind of showing themselves right now which makes me feel really good about it like it It just feels like the right thing
0: it is it's really really and
1: i'll be two blocks from missy who's one of my best friends we've never really lived that we live i mean we live in a small town so everybody's close but clara her best like her uh, missy's son sam is clara's oldest friend and one Mm -hmm. of her very best friends they're only a few months apart they like to tell people they've known each other since they were babies. They Aww. were they did the magic show together at the talent show. And they're going to be two blocks apart from each other. Awesome. And we're three blocks from the elementary school. So just like my life is about to um, really, what's the word I'm looking Simplify for here? Or... Simplify and shrink. Mm-hmm. But in the yeah. best possible way. Because I think shrinking down my surroundings and my home life is going to allow it to open up. Yeah. In other places. Yeah, I like that. So, Yeah.
0: Um, Let's talk about the kids a little bit. Is there anything that has surprised you in the last, like, you know, obviously you guys sat them down and told them and went through the big transition about a year and a quarter ago. Um, Is there anything that surprised you about how the kids have evolved through this or any one particular kid? Is it just a variety? You know
1: what? I think the thing that surprised me the most is that, Everybody was sad. I mean, it was we're sitting at the dinner table and like everyone's crying. Mm-hmm. And John and I are laughing. We're doing like that nervous laughter, you know what I mean, which is even worse. Like mm-hmm. do you like do you ever do that mm-hmm. when you're yeah. yeah. And everyone's crying and we're like <laughs> it was terrible. Um and then we all went and watched a movie. And after that, it was like totally fine. It's really weird. Uh, kids man, like they just <laughs> like they all went through it they all went through sadness and surprise and shock and all of that but then I got a really sweet um text from one of my sons one of my teenagers that night just telling us like I can't remember if he sent it to me or both of us but just that he would support me and us and like he knows that we're have good intentions like I don't know it was just Mm -hmm. really nice and everybody else I would say was just like oh okay and now we go about life and I think because we we stuck to our word and we said this is Mm -hmm. not going to affect you you don't nothing's going to change for you right now and it didn't Mm -hmm. I think then they were just able to relax like and and we didn't lie we didn't say we didn't make any promises we couldn't keep we did Mm -hmm. say things like you won't see either one of us as much like you'll see us both a lot for the three or four days that we're with you that Mm -hmm. week but then you won't see the other parent during that other time and That was tricky for a little while with Clara. Like, she really wants to see me more than she wants to, and Mm -hmm. she wants to see John more than she gets Mm to. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone just took it so in stride, so much more than I expected, and that was a really pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm not surprised that Clara took it hardest. She's the youngest. She's a girl. She's mama's Mm -hmm. girl. Um, She's got a lot of anxiety to begin with. Mm -hmm. But she had a fantastic school year, and Mm -hmm. both her teacher last year and this year told me that they never would have known there was a change in her family had I not pointed it out so wow I don't know I just I would I have been very pleasantly surprised by how well they've taken everything in stride and mm-hmm. I think that just has a lot to do with us being super intentional about yeah. it um and yeah like there's times that I've been annoyed with John and yeah I would like to roll my eyes and complain in front of the kids and I I don't mm-hmm. because it's not it's not their <laughs> yeah it's not their problem right it's not their it's not their business. Um, what about,
0: I was going to ask, I I don't think I've ever heard you use the phrase yet. Single mom. I've heard you say that you're single, Yeah. but is that, con- is like that conscious? Mom. You don't feel like a single mom. So
1: why? No, I don't know to me. And this is totally a, when people call me single mom, like I almost cringe a little bit. And I think it's because to me being a single mom has always felt like, and this is just my interpretation. I sure. don't judge anybody else for using words the way they do. Um, yeah. it downplays the role that John has in the kids' lives
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I'm not single. You have a co-parent. Like, you just I aren't have a co-parent. I'm just not married to that person. And there are ways that, that my life is easier now yeah. than it was. I mean, there's a million other ways it's harder. But, like, there are some very distinctive ways that I can make choices now mm-hmm. that I might not have had the ability or freedom to do as a married mom Um mm-hmm. I have more time to myself. I have like several evenings a week where I don't have kids to worry about Mm -hmm. in like an ongoing hands-on kind of a way. Like there's just, I don't, it doesn't feel, I don't feel single. I feel like, I feel like I'm a divorced mom who's uh, co-parenting with my ex and it's going pretty well. And then, I don't know, like I almost feel like. I don't want to take anything away from single moms who are truly doing it on their own. Yeah,
0: no, I, that's um, kind of, yeah. I've never asked you this, but that's exactly what I thought probably was going on. But I just noticed that you, you will use the word that you are single, like in terms of dating yeah. and stuff like that. But I I don't, I've, I've never, never referred right, d- to myself as a, as a single mom. And that's yeah. that. I mean, your answer is kind of exactly the reason I thought probably, um, is that you do have a very involved co-parent. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything, like, at the functional level with parenting five kids? And, again, if yeah. we if we still have l- new listeners who've made it this far, <laughs> Megan's kids are um, 9 through 20, um, yep. so older kids. Is there anything that you've had to kind of get better at or change yeah. your system when it comes to functionally parenting five kids? I mean, I'm well, talking about, like, yeah. no, the I'm- permission <laughs> slips
1: and the yada-yada, yeah, like, no, that, yada, that kind of stuff. Is, that stuff is emerging. Um yeah. I will say, like, we're still figuring it out. I will say we're really good at communicating. We text a lot. We vox a -hmm. lot. So we just kind of, like, I feel like sometimes I end up taking the same role that I did when we were married, which is to be, like, the nag, kind of, which Mm -hmm. sounds terrible. But just to be the reminder. Like, I'm, and John will have to say sometimes, like, yeah, I got it. (laughs) But I'm just so in that mode, like, remind, remind, remind. Did you see this email? Because I don't know what emails he gets. Like, I don't think he cares either i don't think he's annoyed about it but it's kind of sometimes he'll be like yep yep got it Mm like i can handle this um i think there are things that it's so easy to let slip when you Mm -hmm. only have your kids three to four days a week and we Mm -hmm. go three on and four like three on four off like Mm -hmm. and then we reverse that Mm -hmm. so um when was the last time claire took a shower (laughs) Is everybody brushing their teeth? Yeah. Where is the reading log? Like yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Sometimes I just have to let go of my own expectations on myself around that. Like, yeah. am I, is it the end of the world if the reading log doesn't get turned until next week? No. No. And I'm not going to stress myself out about it. Um, You know, who's paying the lunch account? Like stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I think we have the logistics of a lot of stuff really nailed down. Like the big rocks mm-hmm. are in place, but all the little, like a lot of the little rocks are still kind of spilling. Through. And do you,
0: do you find that so. five kids react to that differently or are they all, do, are they all, do they all take that in stride too? Cause I can see like, I know like yeah. my kids, some rely more on kind of, I don't know, like the feeling that mom has it all together and some yeah. don't care. Has that come up at all? Yeah.
1: Um, Clara gets very stressed when she thinks anything is her fault. Mm-hmm. So like for a while it was an issue because her, mittens and hat were constantly not where they needed to be so Mm -hmm. like say she'd go to john's and it would be nice out so she wouldn't wear her mittens and hat to school and then she'd come home to my house and not have her mittens and hat and Mm -hmm. she had like three sets it's not like we were relying on one but somehow all of them would either be at his house or at mine right um and then she would really take that to heart Mm -hmm. um and so i had to just not show my annoyance yes I'd be very annoyed actually like first of all why didn't you remember like just put it in your bag it's not that big of a deal also why didn't dad think of this and then I'd have to be like take a breath and go like I wouldn't necessarily have remembered it either yeah we're all doing you know our best and all that kind of thing so yeah she she's just more those details get to her more than they get to the other kids Mm -hmm. Owen just reminds me Owen is such a detail kid and He's very, like, non-emotional about it. Mm-hmm. He just is lo- – he's, like, all logic. Mm-hmm. And he drives me crazy because he will remind me and remind me and remind me and remind me about <laughs> stuff over and over. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. It's like, <laughs> I got it, okay? Um, But he's – he's, like, that's kind of his way of, I guess, coping. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, the other kids are just pretty reliable at getting yeah. their own stuff. To- and they're older. Have you so. found that um- –
0: that you have like, (laughs) I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. Not has your relationship changed, but have you found yourself in like different relationships with your kids because your co-parent isn't there? I'm thinking about like Mm. conversations that come up or like being the parent who does X, Y, Z when it didn't used to be
1: you. That's a really good question. And that's another thing that I didn't plan for. And I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate is things like The non-logical or the non-logistical stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, who has that conversation about this or that? I I think one of the things actually that's been a benefit to being divorced Mm -hmm. is that we have to be really intentional about stuff like that. So whereas if, like, um, when the Parkland school shooting happened, Mm -hmm. I think the kids were with John that day. Or if not, they were changing houses that night or something. Uh And so we're generally, like, that kind of thing would have fallen to me. Mm-hmm. To just like even if even if not intentionally, I just would have felt like I had to be the one to talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, I actually saw like Clara showed me her phone. I keep you know she has a phone that doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, if you have Wi Fi, she can right. use Hangouts, and so she has a Hangout thread going. And I like just like to check on her stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking, and there was this conversation with um with the kids and John and he was like, "Hey, let's talk about this tonight." So I think he's even like kind of realized yeah. that I'm not going to be there to do that stuff, so he has to and mm-hmm. um I kind of now back off a little bit more and yeah. just let it happen sometimes. So I think those are positive things and I think the two of us have had to really communicate a lot better well, about it. You bring um, up such
0: a good point because I can see in a lot of married relationships how it would be easy to slip into a passive state where yeah. You're not intentionally deciding who's the best one to have this conversation. What right. should this conversation look like? Do, is, do yep. we need to like prioritize this conversation? Because somebody we need to you know sit down with this kid and it almost forces you to do that more than if you were together.
1: Yeah, it, I totally agree, and it and it uh, requires us to be in contact about it. So yeah. I think the pattern we had fallen into was the assumption was I did certain things, and and the assumption was he did certain things. But we never checked in to make to verify that was true or we mm-hmm. didn't always, you know, and now we have to because I have no idea. I'm not in that house. Right. And if he didn't talk to them about Parkland, like right. I had to and with a quickness. So yeah. so it was nice. It, it just was like, hey, just wanted to get this on your radar. Is this something that, you know, you're going to talk about? Yes. And I still did, too. But like, yeah, just knowing that it had already happened and yeah. and what the sort of, I guess meat of that conversation was mm-hmm. just like there's just a lot of examples of that kind of thing it's it's the emotional side of parenting yeah that it's harder to nail down sometimes yeah and yeah. that's true inside a marriage or outside of one right and right. i just think being outside of the marriage gives you more parameters and mm-hmm. like in some ways it's helpful which yeah is and, weird.
0: and just it's everything has been brought right to the surface because it's right. so new for you so it's mm-hmm. like everything is a first time to figure it out right
1: To grow into healthy adults.
0: Okay, so we're back. We're going to talk more about your life. Um, And I have the, those were the big categories. Home and kids and family are obviously the things we think about first when we think of how is divorce affecting your life. So these next three, I think will be a little lighter and I'll move a little more quickly, but I still think it's fun to look at life in
1: these. Well, I mean, the thing is everything I've said so far has been pretty positive. We haven't really gotten into all the... (laughs) <laughs> all the crap. Well, let's that, not that we need to wade that. through it, but I'm just saying, like you know, yeah. I mean, it's not all sunshine and days. No, it's been really, really hard.
0: No, absolutely. but like,
1: but honestly, better than I thought. I guess I don't right. know. So go yeah. on. Okay. Well,
0: I was gonna um, ask about work and give you an opportunity to talk about what's changing for work, but mm. before we oh. get into that, I want to remind everybody that not too long ago, just a couple of months ago, I think it was episodes 140 and 141. Um, we talked about being working moms and what that has looked like. And Megan, I, I think at that time you d- had not let on that you were changing your full time schedule. So this will be yeah. an update even from a couple months ago. But if you guys are caught up, Megan went back to work full time about nine months ago. Um, And so and yeah. that is related to the divorce. I mean, financially, that was a reality.
1: Yeah, it was, Um, you know, I've been freelance for 15 years and um, actually the same like week that. John and I decided to separate or were careening toward that path um, was when I started at the radio. So that was a part-time thing, but I was still freelancing Mm -hmm. on top of that and then also running the podcast network on on the side. Mm -hmm. And that worked really well for probably, I don't know, 10 months, 9 to 10 months. I had a couple big contracts that kept me busy but not too busy and blah, blah, blah. And John was still living in the house, so we split the household expenses and that kind of thing. and then. Last summer I just realized like my financial reality. I, I didn't have any I didn't have any uh what's the word I'm looking for here? I had no mojo. Like yeah. I lost all of my mojo. Like all of and my a mojo
0: person. I, have I to say. am, like, but you... like
1: all of my desire to like go kill something and drag it home to feed my family was dead. Like I just wanted someone to tell me what to do and give yeah. me a paycheck. Like yeah. really it it was it was very much an emotional thing for me. It really yeah. wasn't about Time. It wasn't even really about money because I could. I had made it. I had made it plenty of money for a very long time. Um, it was more like I can't even form my own thoughts. Well, think much about less you. Get you were having to freelance
0: pitch. your personal life. Like you basically yeah. had to take all of the energy that used to go into. Freelance, which is a huge amount of energy and you had to rejigger your entire personal You're life. Right. So it makes yes. sense that there was nothing There was nothing left. left.
1: There was nothing left. Um, For- and I, yeah, I just, whew, and I remember saying like, is it ever going to come back? Like, am I ever going to feel like I have that? I don't know. That kind of go get it mm-hmm. mentality again. And I really just, it was just dead. I just didn't have it. I like that freelance, my personal life. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very apt way of putting it. Um, So at that same time, a, like an old friend of mine, and I went for a random walk, like it was a Sunday afternoon, and I just happened to message her. I was like, "Hey, you want to go for a walk?" And we did. And she's like, "It's so funny." I was just thinking about you, and we ended up going for a walk. And she is an executive at this ad agency, and was like, "There might, we might have a job for you." So within a week and a half, I had a full time job. Yeah, like it it happened so fast that I didn't even think about the fact that I had no childcare lined up, <laughs> and school wasn't starting for like three weeks. Right. I had nothing. Like I had nothing planned. sorry excuse me so for the last um like I think eight to nine months I have worked full-time in a marketing agency. I've worked mornings at the radio station then I go right to my full-time job and then whenever I can fit it in you and I do our thing Mm -hmm. it's been insane and I've taken like I'm directing um some children's theater right now which is a paid gig I mean it's fun but it's also like a job I have to Mm -hmm. show up I can't just like take a weekend off I have to do it I've got all these balls in the air and I still do some freelance work like so much going on Mm -hmm. um and like right around Christmas I just was like I gotta make a change I either gonna have to quit the radio because I can't deal with getting up every morning and never having like a day where I don't have to go from one thing to the next to the next to the next Um, so I did go back to radio around the first of the year and I just said, I need to change this guys. Like I can't do this anymore. And they were really great. They worked with me. So I am still in the radio every single day, but, uh, Johnny, my co-host, and I record, um, a couple episodes a week ahead of time. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it two days a week. So I was like, okay, so I've, And I think we talked about that a little bit around the holiday. Yeah, I think I think when we
0: did our working mom episode, that had happened. But your but we also had
1: one right. We had like right around the first of the year where I was talking about making changes in your life. Yeah, and how I was trying to set up the dominoes, Mm -hmm. you know, in such a way that I could make those changes. And so I did. And then I was like, okay, that was great, but like, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still wanted more. Like it was like a little taste of getting my life back in some kind of reasonable. trajectory so I did about a month ago I just like it was a really kind of a knee-jerk decision I've been thinking on it but I wrote an email to my boss like on a Friday saying I either have to quit or go part-time and part-time isn't something they generally offer right so I was taking a pretty big risk because they could Mm -hmm. have been like nope We'll just hire someone else full-time or no, mm-hmm. you're not committed. And they they were great. They were like, OK, we'll, we'll work with you. It took a long time to nail down the hours and specifics. Mm-hmm. But actually, today was my last day as a full-time employee at the ah. agency. So I'm going to have two full days off from both radio and from my marketing agency So is it job. going to
0: 30 hours? Is that what the range is? It's going is? to 30
1: hours. Um, and I get to work some of those from home. So I'll be in the office three days a week. OK. And... I'm just going to have two days a week where I can like one day is going to be with the kids like one of the days I have the kids and Mm -hmm. one will be not a day I have the kids. Mm -hmm. So one day will be like purely about work and getting caught up on podcast stuff Mm -hmm. and all that and maybe like just going to the gym whenever I want. It's very hard for me as a person who was self-employed for so long to be on someone else's schedule and to Mm -hmm. be in an office and being like, you know what I really want to do right now is like go meet a friend for lunch or run out and go work out. But I can't Mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. because I'm at work, you know, because you don't get to do that. Um, That's been so hard for me. And just knowing that, like, two days a week, I don't have to do that at all. And on one of those days, I can take the kids and go to the beach or we can Mm -hmm. all go on, like, a day trip someplace. So it's been – I'm so excited. And I'm just really glad. Like, I feel like I was so deliberate and intentional about the way I approached both situations. And they both worked out. And I just – I'm just so glad. Like, I'm really glad I took the risk. But it was a very calculated risk. Yeah. And also – I worked really hard to make it clear that like I was also going to do what I had to do to make it Mm -hmm. work. So it feels really equitable to me. I think like everyone's going to be happy, but um, it just feels like it feels like little wins. Yeah. And sometimes the little wins are the best. Yeah. You need them.
0: That's (laughs) huge. Yeah. Okay, so my next category was kitchen, but I'm going to change that cuz we talked actually about entertaining and the yeah. home and stuff. I'm going to switch that a little bit different to health because I know you've been um yeah. can you just talk about like the ups and downs of of health and I mean fitness, working out and taking yeah. care of yourself and eating.
1: Yeah, so I will say the last year and a half has not been easy on my physical <laughs> my physical body. Um I gained a lot of weight, and I know some of that was, like, last year I was just eating a lot. I was stress eating and weirdly day drinking. Like, not all day or anything, but I would go meet a friend for lunch and have beer. And then when you meet a friend for lunch and have beer, what do you do? You come home and sleep, usually. Yeah. You do not go to the gym. I mean, there was just, like, everything. Like, all of those little routines that had made my life kind of had given my life structure mm-hmm. just kind of fell off by the wayside. But I did – I was still – I was still reasonably – Active, um, all the way up and through when I started my new job, and then I basically just stopped. Like I didn't go to the gym anymore. Um, I did stop overeating because there was no time, but like I just everything just kind of ground to a halt. And God, my body just felt terrible. Like I was sore and stiff, and like my flexibility was shot. And it happened disturbingly quickly. Mm-hmm. How it was really kind of alarming to me. How quickly I went from being pretty flexible and feeling good and to feeling stiff and sore and terrible um Mm -hmm. so i made a big effort right around the holiday to change up my eating a lot and get back in the gym and so i lost like close to 15 pounds i think wow at this point I i only started tracking like maybe three months ago so i know i know that i had had a pretty big drop off right at the beginning and then um but it's just been steady i don't you know i'm not crazy about it i don't like I'm kind of vaguely following a low carb diet and I'm in a couple like keto groups. I'm not crazy keto. I don't, I don't think carbs are evil, but I don't go finish off the bread basket yeah. at a restaurant anymore either. I don't have sandwiches every single day. Like I just, I'm trying to be really reasonable about it. And sometimes it's like I lose a pound, then I gain a quarter of a pound back and then I lose like half a pound. Like, so it's always like a little forward, a little bit back. Um, but it just feels good to be moving again. And mm-hmm. And it's something I really kind of hyper focused on for several months. It's good to have a hype. It's good to have a hobby. Mm -hmm. And that kind of became my hobby. Um, And it, you know, like, because otherwise my hobby would be like, I don't know, swiping on Tinder and feeling depressed, I guess. I don't know. So, (laughs) so, yeah. So that's been good. Like, I feel really good about that. And I'm also really looking forward to being able to get back into yoga seriously because, I haven't had time like none of the classes yeah. have worked for my schedule. So yeah, looking forward to having that time. What, free. I was going
0: to ask on the food front, how has the divorced schedule changed? I would think it'd be really weird if you're feeding just yourself for a few days a week and then four or five kids other days, it like is weird. everything yes. from grocery shopping to meal planning and prep. I mean, I'm sure that's an episode all in itself. Yeah. Well, but, um, yeah.
1: So it's funny because like <sighs> um, when it's just me here, I don't cook yeah at all i no i don't if it was me and i was just here by myself i'm not somebody who needs to eat like fancy food all the time right so if it was just me i'd probably make a sandwich or mm. have some almonds or like a couple cubes of cheese and some vegetables like i really I, i'm very it's just me i don't feel or i go out to eat like if i really yeah. want a steak or something i take myself out for it so it's just me i'm very i don't know my, my eating habits right now are a little odd and then on the other days i like have this thing where i have like one day where i use my new pressure cooker and i make like a big meal like a stew or Mm -hmm. ribs or hot roast or something like that and then i almost always have one convenience food night so Mm -hmm. i maybe stop for a rotisserie chicken on the way home and like roast up some vegetables or something and then when i have hello fresh i do hello fresh nights and those are Mm -hmm. easier because then you know it's already like the thinking is done for me so i don't have to think about it Um, and then I often have a night where it's kind of like kid's choice kind of meal, like something easy, but like something that they would pick. Um, and
0: have you found that your like lower carb and healthy fits in around that too?
1: I just, just pick, I just eat the parts that work. Yeah. So like if I made, if I made a, say I made a pot roast, there's almost nothing in that that I, I wouldn't eat the potatoes, but Mm -hmm. I would eat the meat and I would eat the, a couple of carrots. I wouldn't eat all the carrots. Those are very carby. Um, If it's like if I get a rotisserie chicken, I eat the chicken and the veg and I skip whatever the starch is if there's a starch. Um, And if it absolutely doesn't work, if like I'm making mac and cheese, then I just don't eat it. But I wouldn't have ever anyway. Right. (laughs) Like so many of those really carby kid foods I wouldn't ever have eaten. Yeah. To begin with. So, yeah, like I like to sit and eat with the kids, but I don't necessarily need to eat all the same things they're eating. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that
0: makes sense. Um okay so this last one is kind of the bigger one. And so okay. this is mom's life which is yeah. everything that's you as a mom and we've talked about parenting and so this is not so much the parenting stuff yeah. but um more like your internal life. So I don't I don't really have any specific questions yet but I don't know what all you want to share about Ugh. everything from your emotional ups and downs to yeah. self-care to dating
1: to <clears throat> oh, oh boy um <laughs> can i go get another glass of wine <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> i can't i can't okay um oh boy
0: let's start, it's, let, it's start let's start he- simple. help me start okay let, let's start yeah. simple so we did the episode 104 was a year ago and it was yes. about radical self-care during really during times of trauma or crisis yes how have things changed since then how do you feel today in terms of like just emotional stability yeah. as, as opposed to a year ago
1: I think in a lot of ways, I'm just a lot less raw. Um, Uh I think a year ago, everything was so unsettled and it was like, I had one foot in one world and one foot in another. I was like straddling these two worlds and Mm -hmm. hadn't figured out how to take the leap across. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think that's changed. I think I see a clear path for myself and I've made a lot of strides Mm -hmm. to help me down that path. Um, I don't know how another person might ever fit into that. Mm-hmm. I have dated; it's hasn't been super successful. I've I've made some good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made some connections with people that I will probably, you know, hang on to in whatever capacity for a while. Um, it's not that I don't think I'm ready for it. I feel like it's more. Um, it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. It's like really like being a mom and living in a small town and being 40 Mm -hmm. and trying to find other single people even around my age (laughs) Mm -hmm. who are anywhere near on the same wavelength as me is Mm -hmm. tough Mm -hmm. and so I haven't really prioritized it but I'm a person who really likes to know what the next thing is going to look like and it makes me very uncomfortable not knowing Mm -hmm. like I'm not someone who's going to go it's not even just about having someone to hang out with or be physical with or whatever. I could find that. I could find that right now. Like I could, <laughs> it's, it's out there, right? It's more like, what is the next phase of my life going to look like? Yeah. And how is another person going to factor into that? I would like another person to factor into that, but I haven't connected the dots. Mm-hmm. So that to me, not from like an emotional perspective, I'm not lonely. I have plenty of people yeah, and you are, things to fill you, my time.
0: Yeah. You have people around you. I have
1: people all day. I did think it was a little while for a little while, I did think maybe I was hanging out with my brother a little too much (laughs) because he was like 70% of my social life. Like even we even would go out like on Wednesday night. I don't remember why we chose Wednesday nights. Oh, it's because I didn't have an early morning on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And so the two of us would like go out and have a few drinks. And like one day I thought this is the most like my biggest date is my brother. (laughs) And I was also spending like all weekend at their house. Like and that's fine. I mean, they've been great and supportive and it's fantastic to have that. But like. I think I maybe need to, you know, widen my social circles a bit or it's going to be a perpetuating issue. Um, But I have people. I'm not lonely. I'm not sad. I don't feel like I need someone to absorb or, like, validate me in that way. I just would like to know, like, how that's going to look. So that's been hard. It's been really hard to figure that part out. Um, And obviously I haven't. I haven't figured it out. What
0: about about female friendships? Have you found any, like... I don't know, fellow divorced moms or any kind of community in being a divorced mom? Or have you leaned more on your longtime friends?
1: What's really interesting about that is I was just thinking to myself, have I made any like divorced mom friends? And I don't think I have. I think all of the friends that I have are the same ones I had two years ago to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. But I maybe maybe interact with them differently. So my Mm -hmm. friend, my neighbor, Katie, she's young but she's single Mm -hmm. so i see her more than i used to and we talk about being single like Mm -hmm. we talk about dating mishaps and all that Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty hilarious um i have a couple divorced mom friends who i've been friends with all along but now we have different things to talk about we connect in a different way and i and i do think like there's just certain things like i don't bring up as much with my married friends anymore just because like it's not that they don't try or like they don't get me they um, they know me really well right but like it, it becomes exhausting trying to explain things. And I would have, like, I would put myself in that category. It would be very exhausting trying to explain my life now to me five years ago. hmm You know, just, like, yeah. there's sometimes it's nice to just be around someone who just gets it and you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, but everyone's been amazing. Like, everyone's been so supportive, and I think I've, if anything, I think I've just doubled down on the friendships I already had. Yeah. And found do new you... ways to kind of, I don't know, uh, interact.
0: Do you, um... Find yourself. Do you think you react differently if you hear somebody is going through a divorce now than you would have five or seven or eight years ago?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, I think five or seven or eight years ago, I would have thought it was really super sad and I would have wanted them to change their minds. And I think now, like, I just I just see things a little more nuanced. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't ever think it's like a happy like jumping up and down thing, but right. I don't think anyone ever gets to that point without a good reason. Right. Like it's a pain. Mm -hmm. And anybody who, you know, thinks that like divorce is the easy way out has not been through one. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, we've heard from a lot of listeners, I think, who, I mean, of course, I'm not, um, what am I trying to say? I'm not outing anyone because I'm not mentioning names. But we've definitely heard from listeners who are going through struggles in their marriage or who already are divorced or who are right at the beginning or the middle. um, And it is something that I feel like... um, You know, on this show, we talk mostly about parenting and motherhood, and sometimes there's an underlying assumption that everyone is in a two-parent heterosexual relationship. I hope we don't perpetuate that assumption too much because I think our show works for no matter what your situation, but I do – I guess what I'm trying to say is we know that you're out there, listeners, who have gone through this or are about to go through this, and I think, Megan, you're a really good example of honesty and – just... Yeah. And, you
1: know, and I had to tell you, it's so funny because, like, I had had um, a number of blog posts several years ago that I wrote about marriage and, like, sticking it out and mm-hmm. and fighting the good fight. And maybe some of that was me, like, kind of sensing a fight was coming. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to say, like, in retrospect, what where my mind was at. Maybe I was trying to, like, really hunker down and throw a lot of my energy behind marriage because I just sensed that something was off. Um, and... Like looking back at those made me so uncomfortable because, well, I actually yanked a bunch of them down, but there was this mm-hmm. overlying theme, like, because John and I had split up once before that we would never do that again. And, mm-hmm. and I have to say, like, at that time, I truly believed we would never do that again. Mm-hmm. And because it's so hard, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like just tells yes. you yeah. how, how desperate things have to be to get to that point right? Um, for, I would assume anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. And I hope we I hope we don't gloss over divorce. I think for me, it's been really tricky for the last year talking about it because it's still happening. A. Yeah. B. It's not all my story. Yeah. To tell. And C. I really want to keep things very respectful and very um, fair, mm-hmm. you know, and private. And I know privacy is is a big thing for a lot of people. And I'm sure for John, he doesn't want to be airing any of our dirty laundry. So it's like, how much do I talk about being divorced? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's part of me. It's part of my identity. Um, but just like, I don't identify as a single mom. I also, I'm, I'm a mom, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a mom who has a different kind of life than a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I don't like to lead with single or divorced. Right. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just a mom and my life looks different than yours or any, everybody's life looks different. Everybody's yeah. family structure is different. Married or not.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing we kind of glossed over, but this brings it full circle, because we started out talking about the timeline. And one thing we didn't talk about was the when was the divorce actually finalized? Because that was In kind December. of a big, that was a In December. big.
1: Yeah, it took a long time. And part of that was just that we kind of dragged our feet deciding who was going to file. And then it. Our, our judge around here really likes to make you wait a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny, like, Last June or July, I was like hot to get it done. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just need this done. I you need were turning 40. I was yeah. turning... Right. There were all these milestones coming and I just wanted to be done. I wanted the divorce behind me. But then it's kind of like hurry up and wait. And what ends up happening in a lot of those situations where you there's like a deadline in front mm-hmm. of you that feel it's maybe a self-imposed deadline or whatever. After a while, I just didn't care anymore. Like when it actually went through, it was so anticlimactic, like. They had to move the date by a week, and I didn't mm-hmm. care. It wasn't a big deal. And then the day it went through, um, I was actually at work. I didn't have to go. John went, and then we ended up having lunch afterward, and we didn't even talk about it. It was like it was, such, I, a, it was just think, such a. I think on conclusion. the other side,
0: I do feel like there it was like symbolically a good thing, don't you? Oh, think? Oh no, it totally yeah. was.
1: Once it was over, it felt really good to have yeah. it over. But like, I just a lot of my angst about leading up to it, yeah actually calmed down the closer it got because I knew
0: yes because I, I had a mean. date I had a yeah. date I had
1: a letter with a date on it and I knew even if that date changed it was gonna happen yes absolutely and it was coming and it was you know for, like it was forthcoming It was kind of funny I got pulled over that night um and not only did I not have oh my tags had expired on my car because I thought it was my birth date that they were under but it was like john's okay which is weird because it's my car but i think we must have transferred over a license whatever it was like some stupid oversight on my part and so i and i didn't have my insurance in the car because we had literally just divided all that stuff up Uh so we had had a shared insurance policy then we changed and i never got around to putting my new proof of insurance in my car so no insurance and my registration is lapsed and the, op- the officer was like, yeah, so this is a problem and that's a problem. And I was like, you know what? I just I got divorced today. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. He's like today, like literally today. I said, I got divorced today, officer, <laughs> like, you know, six hours ago, I got divorced and I'm just going to need you to like help me out here. And so he just gave me a warning. It was he goes, OK, <laughs> like, fine. I said, you know, what? I know I have insurance. I just don't know where it is. I'll I'll go home and find it. And I said, I didn't know the car was registered under his birth date. I thought it was mine. It was just kind of funny. Like
0: That is awesome. Yeah.
1: It was it was pretty great. And it was, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity to tell the police officer you just got divorced I today. Mean, and that's your excuse. It's yeah. like the dog ate my homework.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up, but I'm really glad we did this. I know our listeners are going to be really glad for the update. Um, Again, if you haven't heard episode one Oh four, it's a really, really good one. If you have friends going through a tough time, not even just divorce, it's really the one where we kind of talk about being in personal crisis of any
1: kind. Um, You know, and one other thing I want to say, we talk so much on this show about the light at the end of the tunnel and like how things change and and often get better. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're like in a hard time and a year ago, even though nothing on the outside has changed for the better, it's not like I'm suddenly, you know, I'm not like getting whisked off to Italy by my rich new boyfriend or like that, you know? So nothing really has looks different from the outside looking in, but I feel like I'm in such a better place Mm -hmm. now that it's kind of the same thing, right? Like it's like parenting or anything else. Like things will change and you will feel so raw Mm -hmm. and terrible and people will say time will help. And you're like, that's stupid. Yeah. Or, Thanks. That's the worst advice ever. Because I know when a year ago when people were telling me, just wait, things will get better with time. I wanted to poke their eyes out. Yeah. But then they do, you know? So it really is like a, just a waiting game sometimes. Yeah. 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 Waiting and doing your best. Like you can't just wait and throw your hands up and and get bitter. Right. And yeah, it's waiting and like working really hard.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. Absolutely um okay well the only thing i wanted to mention before we wrap is that so we were doing these more than mom episodes which everyone who writes to us says they love them all of you who yes. don't love them don't have to listen don't. and that's cool too. all of them
1: who don't love them just delete them from so there those are our mini apps. episodes
0: um we we did four in a row uh last month and we took a little break so we do have two coming up in april they'll air on sundays and those are where we talk about stuff not totally unrelated to motherhood and parenting really yep. fun fluffy topics um So that will be back this coming Sunday. You will have one in your podcast feed. Um, And that's all I got. Show notes are at themomhour.com. We will be back with you next week. And Megan, thanks for getting on the hot seat.
1: Thank you too. This has been fun.
0: Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing. Just look for The teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteesmade.com to find all the episodes.